Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to Orange and Blue Blood, hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. But staying on this conversation about where guys rank in the NBA, the Athletic dropped this annual NBA tier groups created by league analyst Seth Partno. Um, instead of a traditional top 100 or top 50, uh, Partno do, does this thing, and he's a former director of basketball research for the Milwaukee Bucks. He groups the players in specific tiers to highlight where they stack among the NBA's best. In Partno's words, he's determining, quote, um, that assuming the player is healthy and paired with competitive teammates, which players provide the most value toward winning a title? Which I actually think is a great way to think about ranking players. So I was very curious to you, how did this whole thing shake out? Well, with that being said, it raised eyebrows for some Knicks fans at Julius Randle, who was coming in uh, after another all-NBA season, was listed in tier B, oh, excuse me, 4B on this list, which means he ranked uh, between 55 and 66 among the top 120 players in the NBA, according to this list. In speaking about Randall Jackson's position uh, as a player uh, who plays well in the postseason, but in regular season, but struggles in the postseason, partner said, quote, the very definition of a floor raising but ceiling limiting profile, a player who is exceptionally hard to value through the prism of championship contention as getting to the playoffs is the first step in winning a title and having a regular season innings eater or two can help a team get to the postseason without overtaxing his top players, but building with or around such players is difficult, uh, both because of the need to move away from their preferred style once on the court, um, adding that it is simply not realistic to expect uh, to be able to afford a championship roster knowing that a near-max regular season uh, workhorse is going to have to take a much smaller role if a team has designed to make a deep playoff run. A very interesting read on Julius Randle. Uh, the true, uh, the, the 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 power forwards, the true power forwards, at least that were ranked ahead of Randle on this list included Giannis, Anthony Davis, J- uh, Jaron Jackson, Dr- uh, Draymond Green, Pascal Siakam, Zion Williamson, Lowry Marketing, Evan Mobley, Kristaps Porzingis, and Paolo Bancaro. Uh, for what it's worth, uh, in tier five of this list, uh, it included the likes of R.J. Barrett. Emmanuel quickly quit and Quentin Grimes. That would have been players, I believe, ranked outside the top 80 or so. So between like 80 and 120 is where those guys would sit. And then uh, for the highest rated, Nick, of course, was Jalen Brunson. He made it to tier 3B, ranking him between 25 and 35. So I asked you, Tommy, given uh, the explanation by uh, Partno, do you think that Julius Randle is rated too low on this list? Yeah. So. Uh... In full disclosure, I never try. I try not to pay too much attention to these lists because, number one, you got to uh, try to recognize the intention behind creating lists is to generate conversation, which will true. generate clicks. Um, same reason people are saying Halliburton should sort of Brunson, you know, they, they you know generates uh, some debate and generates interactions and and all and all that other stuff. Um, 
so that being said, I, I do like the the way you spelled out the way he spelled out the 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 text with which the prism through he's through which he's viewing the value, you're mm-hmm. attempting to assess the value of each player. Um, and like we discussed, uh, when, you know, as we discuss, we're having these conversations about rankings, about all-star appearances. Okay, who are the guys, if you're going to say he's outside the top 50, who are the guys that you have ahead? And in particular, who are the guys at his position? So, you know, right. Giannis, AD, Jaron Jackson, Draymond Green, even though he's a little bit long in the tooth, Pascal Siakam, eh, you know, okay, well, you know, we can have that conversation. <laughs> he is a champion. He is a champion, even though, uh, you know, Randall was ahead of him on the All-NBA battle last right. year. Um, Zion Williams, a whole nother, you know, conversation. We won't even get into that. Um, that's right. where it gets interesting, kind of, that next, these, these final four names. Marketing, Mobley, Chris Stapps, and Boncaro. Let's start with uh, Boncaro. You can't, <laughs> the same arguments you make against, Randall, limited upside. You know, you don't know what he's going to do in the playoffs. You can't say that Rand, that 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 Powell is going to be a dominant postseason performer um, because one, he hasn't right. d- gotten it done. Uh, didn't play all that well in the in, in his time at Duke in, in big games. Um, you know, so I, I just don't see how it's similar one-dimensional player that isn't as good as a passer, that isn't as durable, that isn't as proven um, can can be ranked. Uh, uh, you know, in, in the same class or even let alone ahead of. Um, uh, 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 Julius Randle, yeah. Chris Stapps, Porzingis, dealing with injury now, coming off a pretty good season. Um, has ne- has never done anything in the postseason of note. Yeah, um, he's been he's been a, he's been a poor postseason player. <laughs> when he played in Dallas, they he essentially got sent out because he was not a good fit with with uh, Luka Doncic. Three teams now have given up on him. Um, you know, you know, for, obviously the Wizards didn't dump him, but um, they traded him away. Dallas was unhappy with the fit. We know what happened with the Knicks. Um, so very difficult for me to for me to see a logical argument. Um, you know, in other words, if you give thirty GMs the opportunity to take one of those two players, I'd be shocked if the majority, you know, took Porzingis over over uh, uh, Randall. As and, and as the as the author mentions in the post. There is a lot of how regular season victories. You can't get to the you can't have a postseason run if you don't get to the postseason, and you can't get to the postseason without playing well in the regular season and giving yourself a chance to win a postseason series by being one of the top four, five, six, you know, two, three seeds or something along those lines. Um, Evan Mobley didn't played obviously very poorly against the Knicks and Randall and yes, injured yeah. Randall in the postseason. Um, uh, you know, and, and uh, same, what has he done in the postseason to, to prove that he's better than Randall? Um, the one question I had is in, in particular with Paolo and, and Mobley, was it just the season or is it, you know, the value long term that he so specified? It, he, 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 he talks about it as a projection for winning a championship in 2024. He also added that he tends to, he had a very, that was one thing I appreciated about this okay. list and I kind of wish got lost it doesn't get lost on twitter because quite frankly you know we just see a list on twitter of people right, 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 but he had a very detailed aspect of saying he says he always kind of grades rookies on like a curve for lack of a better term like he he expects a certain bump to come from rookie to sophomore year purely just by development of learning how to play in the nba so someone like powell bancaro i would assume i would love to talk to him about this would got a bump because he's like this is what you did as a rookie i'm gonna assume you're much better uh, giving you the rookie of the year in your second. Mobley's not a rookie, gonna, but maybe he got that same bump as well. Is, is it going to bump up from t- to 25, 10, and 5 uh, in, in 80 well, games? I mean, that's what you got to do to, to get <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. 
it's that's so that's the weird thing about this. I can see that. Yeah, that's the weird thing about this because I thought his read on Randall was extremely accurate. I think that he basically yes. raises the questions that you and I talk about the all the time. The same, same criticisms we've had for the last six months. Right. And and they're all valid. Like, I don't disagree with yes. anything he said. Right. He's a floor-raising, ceiling-limiting pro player who's hard to value through the prism of championship contention. Like, yeah, that's been the whole issue. Why we talk about Julius Randle as much as we do on this podcast. I guess the problem I have is it, in some ways it feels like Randall gets dinged for we us seeing him fail, which he's failed. There's no d- debate about that. Again, we talked about that a bunch. But then there's there are these other guys who they again it's kind of similar to the Halliburton thing. It's not applicable. <laughs> like we have we have very little evidence to know what they would be in terms of winning a championship. And it almost gets assumed, well, they'll be great. So we're gonna bump them up. Again, even guys we actually have seen in the postseason, like an Evan Mobley, like a Chris Porzingis, those in small sample sizes. Those guys were non Evan Mobley was a non-factor against the Knicks, pretty much. He, I mean, maybe you could say he was good defensively against Randall, maybe. But if yeah. you're telling me Randall was so bad, then who cares if he was a good defender against Julius Randall? You're telling me Randall can't play. So, like, so okay, Mobley pretty much a non-factor, definitely a non-factor offensively. Guys lunch eaten by uh Mitchell Robinson on the glass. Uh Chris Asporzangus again got sent out by Dallas because they realized after the second postseason run, this guy is not gonna be able to help us win a championship. That's literally a guy or a team decided who's trying to win a championship that we're done mm-hmm. with this guy. And then, like you mentioned, Paolo Bancaro, a rookie. I mean, I don't know. I Paolo Bancaro is really good in this uh team USA thing. I think he's a really good player. I, I have no idea what to make of what Paolo Bancaro is gonna be in terms of comparing him to Julius Randle, what Randall brings every night. And then the Lowry marketing thing. It sucks because I really like Lowry Marketing's game. And this is a guy I've been like championing for years. And I, I actually ended up selling my sock right before he went to Utah because I was like, I don't know. I've I've been trying to say that this guy was gonna be great and maybe it's not gonna work out. And then finally he he does become the all-star I thought he could be. But it just like I didn't feel like Randall got that kind of respect after his first year when he was most improved player. And right. you know, and it was one year out of nowhere, people kind of wrote him off, and then he has this True. all-star season. With marketing, it feels like he has this one season and his team didn't even make the playoffs. And they're just automatically just shooting him up to the top 30, top 25, top 40. And I'm like, it was one season. His team wasn't good. Like, where is the, where is the, like, let's see him do it twice thing. Like, when you're ranking Randall, I can't really rank him because Randall has not shown he's a champion caliber player. I said it a bunch. But my my confusion is when I see the players in his position listed ahead of him and I see guys who are also unproven, like, do you just get a pass because you haven't gotten an opportunity or do you get a pass because your opportunities happened a long time ago and you flopped like, or they were so short that like, I mean, everybody played his time in the play was so short. It was five games. It was like that you get a pass because it was so short. Like we didn't see him very long. So like, Oh, it was five games. Maybe he'll be better. I, that's where I would have, a question with Seth about how he came with Randall falling so low in that regard. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. He was the top. He was an All NBA player two of the last three seasons. You know, that's a top fifteen player in the NBA. If you want to knock him, if you don't think he's top fifteen because of his playoff production, a not fair argument. Knock him down to thirty, you know, forty five, somewhere along those. Like you know, maybe you know, outside the top thirty, if you know, outside the top forty, if you 
want to pick nits a little bit and, you know, kind of get into the weeds and say, you know, this, he does this, you know, and that guy does that better, et cetera. Um, but to drop him past those guys is, is, is very difficult to make a rational, reasonable argument to defend that position. What is your feeling on Rand, or should be Brunson being in that 25 to 33 range when you look at those players? Does that feel right to you? I mean, again, if if we're kind of discounting the 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 the, uh, the ability, you know, or discounting the value of regular season production and exalting the value of post production, then Brunson should be higher on the list. You know, right. um, he may not, you know, put up the twenty and ten that Halliburton did. Um, you know, but uh, it, it, when it came to end time postseason, there weren't ten players um, that that you'd rather have on your team if you were, you know, yet one if you could, you know. It, you're dropped into the NBA Finals, GM, and you can pick your team. Um, you're not getting too far before you take uh, Jalen Brunson. You're certainly not getting the 25 players before you take Jalen Brunson. So um, that, that's, I think that's, you know, if you're going to argue that Brunson gets dinged because of his postseason, you can't not credit Brunson because of his postseason production. Now, when you mentioned postseason production, guys listed ahead of him, James Harden. I mean, he's all postseason production. I, I, I don't know about on, that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I know Donovan Mitchell is, is a very good player, but I mean, he was outplayed by Jalen Brunson in that Badly. same playoff series. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Edwards uh, was miserable during the play-in, had struggles during the actual NBA playoffs as well. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it's a it's a little it's tough. I, I think he's in the ballpark. I've always thought of Brunson as a top 25 player at this point in the NBA, whether you're saying you're just ranking them or you're just ranking them based on your team being able to win championships. I think that that's where I would list him. Uh, I have a tough time with some of these guys that they listed ahead of him. And then some guys are just getting like career achievement. Like what is Kawhi Leonard at this point? Like, okay, he's, he's in this tier right. two, which puts him kind of in the top 15 or so, but like he hasn't actually been able to really play in the playoffs. Like doesn't that also have value as well? Like your ability to actually be durable and be available. Like I don't know if I'd listen to the top 50, like the guy cannot play in the playoffs. Like, like Chris Paul was ranked ahead of Julius Randle. Again, a guy who can't get through a postseason. He couldn't get through a playoff series. Like that's he may not be a starter be, on his own team. Right. He may not start now. He's playing behind but the best point guard right. ever, according to Steph Curry. Right. But um, but still, like, yeah, that's a guy who's who's now going to take a backup role on a team that's trying to win a championship. He's not gonna be a starter, but it was tricky. I mean, again, when I look at the guys that were in the same tier as Randall, but listed ahead in tier four A as well to four B. Chris Paul, CJ McCollum, again, McCollum, is he a small guard who's a tweener? Is he going to, is he, a, he has more playoff value than Julius Randle? Uh, that's kind of questionable to me. Uh, they put Robert Williams here. That was a little surprising as well. Robert, I don't think Robert Williams is more valuable championship than Julius Randle, as much as I love Robert Williams. Like some of this stuff, have, I thought was a little. Gotta stay on the floor. The Harden right. thing, the worst one, the worst one so far is having Harden ahead ahead of Brunson. There's no general manager in the NBA, no coach, no front office executive. You could have say you have one player this season. Who do you want, Harden or Brunson? The, the belly aching from Harden aside, the, you, you take Brunson without even without even thinking about it. And you, you talk about you contributing towards winning a championship. I mean, team chemistry uh, has a little has a little something to do with that, and uh, being able. Yeah, and being you know being being a player who could at any moment just blow up and <laughs> blow up your team, blow up an NBA season, I feel like that would be of a concern. We're talking about uh, where where was Kyrie? In championship. Kyrie where was listed Kyrie? in the same. He was in the same grouping as Jalen Brunson, so they were both in this. There were all these guards who were kind of all listed together. 
So it was right. like uh, it was Trey Young, Kyrie Irving, Drew Holiday, and Brunson. They were all kind of in the same listing, along with Zion, Lowry, Marketing, Pascal Siakam, Draymond Green, and uh, Chris right. Middleton. Um, interestingly enough, they, he listed Garen uh, Fox a tick above those guys. So again, talk about playoff performance. I mean, Fox's team yep. lost in the first round. Jalen Brunson's team won in the first round. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It, it, it was very interesting nonetheless. 